Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. podcast my name is jason robbins i'm jacob craig and this is a very special episode of the open my podcast guys because we have a returning guest three years in the making he was on the sixth episode single digits of open micers he was the first guest of any notoriety that we've ever had on and we shot for the fucking stars and we somehow got him to come on our podcast and now three years later, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. Three years later, he's back again. He's back again, gracing us with his presence. He's a true comedy icon that you know from the Clerks franchise, from the entire View Askew universe. He is the one and only Dante from Clerks, Dracula from Monsters Anonymous, and the host of the O'Halloran podcast itself. Mr. Brian O'Halloran, how are you doing, sir? Wow, Jacob, I've heard of standing ovations when someone comes out. I've never heard of a standing introduction. Very, very interesting. Especially you get all of my. Especially when you're right in a tiny little square of in front of your computer. So he has to show how yoked he is. He's so yoked. Looks Looks like you've been doing core. Yeah, dude, real yoked, real yoked, real big. There you go. I've been I've been gaining a lot of mass lately. It's funny a as a child, I, w- I went to a lot of mass. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, wow. an Irish Catholic joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the first thing I, I want to bring uh, bring up is I want to apologize to you, Brian, because uh, for Pensacon this year, I got called out pretty hard because uh, <laughs> I here I was only there for the day, and I had panels to do. And I didn't get to go down to the, uh, the, the celebrity rooms, and I didn't get to see you that day. And usually we meet up, we hang out, we do some stuff, but I'm so, so sorry that I didn't get to see you at Pensacon this year. You, you definitely missed. The room was full of us, a bunch of us from the Viewers Universe. We had I Jeff, know. we had P. We had so many people there. Marilyn Gigliotti, Scott Schaffo, first show ever for Trevor, uh, not Trevor, for um, uh, uh, Austin. Austin and Trevor play Blockchain and Elias from Clerks 3. So it was, uh, it was a good, good solid. We had Tom Arnold in our room at, at, at one point, too. So it was, uh, it was an interesting mix. See, I, we I, missed I, you as well, uh, but uh, it was good to be oh, back yeah. on the Gulf Coast. 
And the last time I saw you guys together was uh, at in New Orleans when you guys were filming for Jan Silent Bob Strike uh, no, uh, Reboot. Reboot, yeah. And um, I had taken a picture with everybody, and I posted it, and Marilyn got on me. She was like, you need to take that down right now. Nobody's supposed <laughs> to know we're here. I'm like, ooh, no. Yeah. And I was sitting on this awesome picture of me with like the almost the entire cast of Clerks that I went to dinner with you guys. I'm like, I can't, nobody can know. I can't post. Why have this? It's killing me. <laughs> I remember that too. She's like, you can't post that. You what'd you put love for? <laughs> <laughs> but then she gave me a kiss on the cheek later. And I was just like, Veronica kissed me. That's awesome. Yeah. Number four. And Kevin Smith promptly oh. handed you a breach of contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you screwed us out of this Jay. So, uh, so Jacob said, um, says that this time he's actually got some real questions for you because he, he wants to be a real interviewer these days. Well, what, so. I what, try. what episode are we on? What number are you guys up to? Uh, 154. 154. Wow. And that's there an I've hour. I've had a lot of right? Yeah. Anywhere from 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. So Jacob, uh, he's getting better. He's getting there. I have roughly 20 minutes of interview time in the last 154 episodes. Oh, you're the Jay of this Jay and Silent Bob or Kevin and Jay kind of relationship? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Yes. Even uh, even when we have guests on that I don't know you know, much about some of the guests, I'll, I'll say to Jacob, like, hey, you're going to have to take the lead tonight because I, I really don't know much about this person. And he just leaves me hanging. Like, he just won't. Won't talk. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're killing me. It's really funny to me, honestly. Uh, well, Which, it's funny. To, so this, so is to episode, be this is episode 154. There's 168 hours in a week. Uh, so you guys are almost up to a week's worth of nonstop talking. Yeah. And, and Jason in his personal life has reached that week a long time ago. There you go. Yeah. But that fell so to be, flat. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm trying to. To be fair, I mean, I first of all, I make conversations real weird, real fast. And second of all, I I took the lead on our guest last week, and I made him really mad with my line of questioning, just unintentionally, because I'm a silly boy and I ask silly questions. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think you're going to get me upset, so you'll be fine. See, that's what I like about you, Mr. Brian O'Halloran. You are also a silly boy. You you have prescribed yourself to being a silly boy as a career. Uh, you know what? That could be your new stage handle if you keep saying it. And please welcome to the stage. He's known as a silly boy, Mr. <laughs> Jacob Craig, everybody. I like it. I think I think you should keep that. Yeah, it'll be the name of my first special when I get one in 75 years. You go, change change your Twitter, Twitter handle to silly boy. Really, boy. Yeah, there we go. I'm Imagine sure it's already taken. People who are going to look into that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So come on, Jacob. Uh, you so, said you had questions. Let, let's hear them. Let's hear no, these I, questions. I got. do, Jason. I was letting the, the conversation breathe for literally one second before I picked back up with my line of questioning. Uh, Mr. Brian O'Halloran, so you, you came on three years ago. First off, and Brian. Just, hey, Brian. Blah, blah, blah. We, we have that. We go back. A hundred and some odd shows. Mm -hmm. Come on. You can call me Brian. 
I think Jacob stuck. Did I freeze? You froze. You did for a second. I, I think the hamster stopped turning on the wheel for his, uh, his internet. <laughs> Am I back? Am I back? Yes, you're back. We hear you. All right. Yes, you're, you're correct. We do go back a whole, whole three years, Mr. Brian. But um, anyways, three, three years ago, when you came on our show, uh, we, we didn't even know that Clerks 3 was a possibility, that it was a film that was happening. We asked you, hey, what do you know about Clerks 3? And you let us in on the secret that you know absolutely nothing about Clerks 3 because it wasn't a movie at that time. So with that being said, and obviously Clerks 3 came out and was made in a huge blockbuster. What's up with Clerks 4? Uh, well, Clerks 4, um, from what I've heard, is uh, Jeff will only come back for Clerks 4 if uh, he buries a certain character in the uh, pet cemetery. I don't want to spoil it for the few people who may not have seen it yet. So uh, if he's allowed to have done that, then he'll come back. It'd be like a weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Hmm. See, I, I was think thinking so. maybe, uh, you know, Dante and, and Randall and, and hell, like and they, they go to hell and they're stuck in the quick stop for all eternity. Yeah, man, we can totally give, uh, you know, uh, Bill and Ted a run for their excellent adventures. Mm-hmm. And we got Joey Image in the chat room said, how come no one ever mentions Vulgar in Brian's introductions? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Jacob, why didn't you bring up Vulgar in, in the introductions? I figured the interview was going to be Vulgar enough as it is, fellas. I didn't want to preempt things too much. <laughs> Brian has a better soundboard than you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, well, here, let me play this. That's the go, soundboard. Right an actual physical bell. There you go. <laughs> it's an actual bell. <laughs> he stole that from the quick stop. Well, just wait until the kid I got from the high school band here locally to do the wop 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 wop. <laughs> oh man! Come on, funny. Jacob. You got. You said you had questions. I'm letting you take the lead here. Take take the lead. Look. Oh. Oh, you you want me to burn through all my questions up top? Yeah, Ooh, here, look, here we go. I can just, you. I can just talk to Brian. Like we could just have a conversation. Like, and we just talk about stuff. We could talk about Clerks Three. We could talk about Vulgar. We could talk about Monsters Anonymous. We we have a rapport. Now you're the one here that says that you're trying to get better at interviewing. So interview. I'm giving you the the stage here to interview. Okay, me and Brian can talk about all things too. Okay, doesn't have to just be all interview questions. We can build a rapport. <laughs> Brian, how do you feel about gas station food? Uh, gas station food is has to be uh, last resort. Now, that depends. Gas stations uh, are now building more and more these elaborate kind of full service food kind of stops, especially along interstates and stuff. So if you're going to something like a Sheets or a a Wawa or something like that, and they have people who are making fresh to order kind of food, then it's all right. But if you're thinking of just your typical gas station, get gas, get your lottery tickets, cigarettes kind of stop, I usually pass on the hot dogs that have been spinning for four months on the thing. Thank you. That ain't, that ain't happening. Okay. So, and this is once again the misconception is I'm not going for the hot dogs because so here in the South, which I, I don't know how many gas stations you stop that when you've been at conventions here or, or, or whatever 
but uh, a lot of times we have was just a whole, whole like buffet style setup of where you can get just tubs of ribs and country fried steak and fried chicken just in the the corner store gas station down the street they have all this stuff they have like a whole lunch service like that's the kind of gas station food i'm getting all right well you know it all depends um how it looks uh, i guess it's the type they pre-make it put it in one of those paper clamshells and slide it down a little thing that sits under a hot lamp uh still i ain't gonna do that either <laughs> yeah i mean my favorite gas station here in uh van cleve mississippi they actually sell gator balls there they're like known for their for their gator balls and how are they um they're very good tangy tangy gator balls yeah okay yeah, we in the yeah, chat room. Very Joey good. If you never had gator, it tastes like chicken. Oh, the irony of Dante walking in uh to someone else's convenience store and, and talking about the food. So was there any uh were there hot dog rollers in the actual um quick stop? No, no, no hot no, dog rollers. No, no. I I would never trust the quick stop personnel <laughs> actually handling open food. Um they do, you know, have freezers and, and refrigerators that would have like pre- single serve like burritos that you would microwave or your t- traditional kind of small little uh tv dinners that you can microwave but as for open container kind of foods like the eggs in, the pickled eggs in a jar nah, they don't have any of that stuff so uh and to be honest with you it's the safety of the community would be at stake um you know just sometimes opening the door knowing that every customer's touched that door kind of freaks you out a little bit uh but yeah, I mean, when we filmed the original Clerks, like technically the catering was what was in the store. So we did burn through a lot of boxes of like, Kevin was a big fan of boxes of the cereal. Um, every once in a while, Jeff was about the microwave burritos. Uh, same here. Or you'd get a cup of, you know, a can of soup, pop it open, pour it into a coffee mug and put it in the microwave kind of a thing. Um and otherwise, we'd also then, there used to be a deli next door that uh, got their bread delivery at like five in the morning or so. And we're talking about the big old giant, you know, like leaf paper bag size of nothing but, you know, rolls and bagels and whatnot. And uh, there was a, a couple of days during the shoot that we kind of swiped like five or seven of those <laughs> bagels, like still like, ooh, steaming hot kind of bagels uh and and rolls uh and they the one night one morning one of the managers or owner came over to us going hey have you seen anybody stealing the bread like we we've been missing and we were like we've been in here filming eh? i don't know what you talk about is it day oh wow is it daylight already that kind of a thing so you guys were stealing food while making the yeah that right? that that business that, that business went out of business unfortunately <laughs> i wonder I why hat had they sold those seven or eight more rolls, they probably could have hung in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good method acting. I feel like that's what Dante would be doing at the quick stop. Of course. A little extra payment. <laughs> so when y'all did Clerks 3, it, it, that is in the original quick stop, right? Yeah. Uh, that was one of the great benefits of this this script. There was an earlier version of a Clerks three that Kevin wrote that was, for the most part, totally fictional. Like the events in it never happened to him. 
was never something that happened to any of us kind of a thing. And it was a very much darker script. I mean, there literally was, and he's talked about this in, in other uh, interviews. You know, there was a mass shooting that happens in the other. And this, he wrote that script shortly after the uh, Dark Knight Aurora, Colorado shooting. Uh, and so uh, me and, and Jeff, Jeff, Jeff definitely was like, oh, this, this doesn't feel at all kind of clerk esque kind. Uh, so that, and we were, we didn't want to work with a certain producer at the time who had the rights to make Clerks 3. Um, so when Kevin approached us with this, uh, script of Clerks 3, uh, he had gone through his heart attack. He wrote things that were on his mind at the time and, uh, where he thought these characters would be, uh, knowing that we would, you know, since we last worked with Rosario Dawson in 2005, 2006, uh, we knew that to you know in this day and age we would not be able to secure her for two weeks solid uh being that she's like a jedi and shit uh -huh. <laughs> um so uh he wrote a script that uh we could get what we need from her in about two days which we did we had it for like a day and a half um and then we went around that and it was a, this was a story mm -hmm. that kevin could tell from an honest living through it kind of perspective yeah um and he always had this idea of, wouldn't it be funny if Dante and Randall made a movie about working in the convenience store? We were, our first attempt to try to tell that story or that part of a story was when we did the cartoon back in 2000 with ABC. One or two of the episodes was going to be just that. They're going to be making a big film in the quick stop. Um, but we got canceled before we even got started uh, back then. So he's, you know, that just lives in Kevin's, library of ideas for many years and this was the time to pull it out and um i thought it i thought it was a perfect coalescence of both a the guys from clerks make a movie and b um sometimes life uh that's what life is a series of down endings mm -hmm. i mean all jedi had was muppets uh, we kind of said it in the first film and gave you a warning that sometimes life isn't so great to everybody and it was a way to tackle this issues. Now there were people who come up to us at these conventions all the time going, you son of a bitch, you made me cry, <laughs> you know, things like that. Or I, I put, I watched this thing on the plane and I was bawling my eyes out. People thought I was breaking up with my wife, you know, things like that. And that's the thing is, uh, and if we do, if you haven't seen clerks three and we spoil it, I, I apologize, but, uh, it is a heavy movie. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, with uh, clerks is the 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 movie that made me want to make movies and then i grew up and made a movie with you dante i mean and it was a magical experience and now you know i consider you a friend and it's it's like what world do i live in and then <laughs> <laughs> you know i i grew up with those characters you know i've loved the the, the buisk universe the the all the movies the the clerks cartoon and then we become friends. We make a movie together. And I see Clerks 3. And it's the first time, like, and don't get me wrong. I've seen friends die on screen, right. you know, getting eaten by CGI, badly CGI'd sharks <laughs> before. But oh, yeah. I've never actually seen a friend pass away in a very visceral way, <laughs> mm -hmm. as was in Clerks 3. And it really affected me for for days afterwards like i was 
in the theater, I was genuinely worried about you, you know, like as, as the character, as the person. And I just, I, I wanted to cry because I wanted to call you right then and be like, are you okay? You know, it was just it was, like, my brain didn't know how to, how to, how to process that moment. Um, you're not the only one. Uh, there have been a lot of people who even come up to me at the cons knowing, Hey, I'm an actor. I'm at this con. We're doing things like, you know, meeting greets. And uh, just start walking up and start just tears start falling, welling in their eyes going like, I'm so glad to see you. And oh, my God, well, hi, why did it have to happen this way kind of a thing? Um, and I always say this to people. Well, you know, if you didn't cry, you didn't care. Uh, the fact that you cried or people got really upset about the whole thing, you know, it's because you'd gone through this journey since 1994 with these characters. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have watched these movies multiple times and have it as a a regular rotation. I mean, we had people who are uh, in the military service come and say to us like, Oh my God, I have this as one of my regulars a go-to when we're out in country and I've seen some really horrible shit or we've gone through some shit while out on patrol or whatever. And we get back to base or I get back to my rack on the boat or whatever. And they say like, and these movies really bring me back to, you know, home and get this, this kind of lightens up with the mood of what's going on. And, and I get it. And, um, I'm like that too. And, you know, and I, and I've been saying this cause the past couple of years, there's been quite a few of these kind of feelings in other movies, you know, Tony Stark in, you know, in the Marvel movies or Han Solo in the recent episodes of star Wars or even Wolverine when that movie Logan came out. So, uh, if I could be put into that type of company and make people evoke that kind of emotion out of them, I think it took 30 years for me to get there, but I, I, at least I put in the work to, to get that out of people. Well, seriously, like you put in the performance of a lifetime in that movie. And I even texted you after the movie. I said, I think my exact text was, if you're not nom nominated for an Oscar, there's no justice in this world. And I know that that's a long shot because Oscars and Kevin Smith movies are like oil and water. <laughs> But, but not even that, just comedies. They don't respect yeah. comedies in general. So, yeah. If not, if at least a Golden Globe nomination or something. Like, why is that not happening? It's, it's a travesty in this universe. You know what? It's funny because just this past weekend was the MTV TV and Music um, TV and Movie Awards. And I thought, we should get some nomination for that for Best Comedy Duo or something. Nope. Not at all. None of it. And I was just like, wow. Okay. And like they had Elvis on there. I'm like, all right, Elvis, very strong thing. I got it. But do you think the generation that's watching MTV right now has any relationship with Elvis whatsoever? <laughs> they don't uh, even know who Elvis that kind is. Of thing, like, hmm, that's weird. It's like that movie series. There, there's, I can count maybe five movies in my life that affect me to my core. Like Clerks 3 did. And I think it's, wow. it's because I grew, like you said, I grew up with those characters. I love those characters. I know you as a person now, and it just something about your performance and, and, and just that movie really affected me <laughs> like to, to, to just so deeply. And I just, I hate it that you're not nominated for something for a best you know, actor. I and I, and I appreciate just, just this alone is the accolades alone that way. That really means a lot to me because these are really the people who we make these films for. 
uh, when it comes to the academies and, 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 you know, and the TV associations and stuff like that, there's a machine that's involved in all, there's a lot of money spent on getting nominations and getting winners done because after those things, it's biz business, big business for a, the producers of said project, B, the distributors of the project, and C, the talent who gets the awards. And so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of wooing and wooing costs money. Um, you know, you got to send out DVDs or CD, you know, screeners, or you're sending out, you know, thousands of mailers to all the people who are on the committees who are eligible voters, things like that. Even me, as I get, I'm a Screen Actors Guild member. I get a ton of screeners uh, when it comes up to the lead, like two months to the lead up of the uh, SAG Awards. And it's that kind of thing. You can see there's a lot of money in campaigning to please, for your consideration, vote for our project or our actor in our project or what have you. Uh, so if it, it is what it is, uh, the work is on, the work will live on forever. Um, I will not. Uh, but I'm very happy that people. Uh, have that feeling about the, the the film and for that the fact that they come and tell me like yourself i'm honored and you know what i put in the work because when i first read this script i got emotional about it because it was you know i've been carrying this character so to speak all these decades um and to see the opportunity to to not see get get this character grow old technically i was sad but i knew at the same time I'm going to really put in the work to respect the work that Kevin put into it, to, to respect the emotion he's trying to get out of it. Um, so when you're talking about people who are, de or who are coping with depression and loss and uh, stagnation in their life, uh, and then coupling that with perhaps losing their good friend to almost losing their friend to a heart attack, uh, to then the stress of reliving a past that wasn't, so amazing for him or was hard for him because he's been going through this very depressive feeling. And um, so anxiety, I wanted to make sure that people could respect how anxiety can really hit people, how loss can, can really uh, uh, affects people and, and people, you can walk by people thinking they're, they're just perfectly fine when deep down they're, they're, they're absolutely dying inside. Um, and I just wanted it to, for that to, to resonate. And thankfully, uh, I was, from what people have been telling me, I've been able to, to pull that across. Uh, I've been getting a little ribbing in the chat room. Uh, Joey Image says, how much faith can you put in a guy whose favorite movie is Halloween 3? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, good point. Are you a fan of Halloween 3? Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw that one. Which one was that again? That's the one without the one, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, the one with the Halloween masks. No, I know Halloween, but I've seen one and two. What happens in three? So it's the, they have these masks that the kids put on, and mm. uh, what is it? It's like weird bugs and shit come out of them, and there's robots for some reason. Yeah, if they see oh, this yes. certain commercial, their heads turn into bugs. I, yes. lo I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, to call it a Halloween movie? Don't know. But like with the Mike Myers thing, I don't know. But it'll be interesting. Yes. I mean, when they brought back, uh, when they brought her back for the last couple, um, I thought you know, like the Rob Zombie version and the other one, um, I thought that was good. Those were good. But yeah, I don't remember three so much. I think I was kind of like, this is bizarre. Yes, <laughs> come to the dark side, right? 
<laughs> so did you see Clerks 3, Jacob? Have you seen it yet? Did, did you get to watch it yet? I have not. I, I, first of all, my favorite meme of this episode is that every time you mention Clerks 3, Brian puts it up on his screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not me. He's got his control room. That ain't me. <laughs> Second of all, I have, I just recently borrowed Jason's copy of the first Clerks because I was born in 2000. Yeah, this, been, you know, been trying to school him on good movies. Right. So, I mean, Clerks was before my time. He let me borrow the first Clerks film, and I absolutely loved it. I, you know, I understand the the whole hype behind it. I have not seen three yet because I haven't seen two. I don't want to okay. watch Clerks three without seeing Clerks two. Yeah, but you, I love the first it's, Clerks. It's definitely a must to uh, see Clerks two, so you can see the relationship to know why why is he so upset, kind of thing. Yeah, I've been right. slowly trying to get Jacob to uh, to watch good movies. And uh, some of them don't hit well. You know, he didn't like Halloween three, which that that's okay. Movie. It's it's not for everyone, but it's I think not for anyone, any of aficionado of comedy. I mean, you have to watch the Clerks movie. So you've no, seen one hundred percent. You've seen and, one. And I, so now I, I'm going to let you watch two, and then you you, okay. you I'll let you borrow three. All right, thank you, Daddy. I appreciate that. Well, um, your dad I mean, didn't show you this stuff, and now and you know, I mean, I have to step in now. And and be like a surrogate father. That's right. My my father recently passed away, so now I'm I'm looking for dads to adopt. I am so so sorry about that. It's okay, um, Brian. Will you be my daddy? What what? No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm barely an adult myself. So. Uh, so what are the what's the ages that we're talking here? Um, twenty three and sixty five. Sixty five. I will be yeah. I will be forty six in two weeks. Okay. So yeah, technically he could be your dad. Um, mm-hmm. And B, uh, twenty three. All right, you got a you got a long way to. I mean, I was twenty two. I was twenty three when I made the first Clerks. So there you go. Right. So that was the year that great things started from that point on, so to speak. So yeah, I uh, that's could, how I could push so Jacob. You. I could push Jacob to you know be able to do things and not waste twenty three years of his life like I did. So <laughs> you know. I can ride right. those coattails. True. To be fair, I am writing my first screenplay now when you wrote oh, your right first on. screenplay when you were 40 or whatever. Well, the first one that got made <laughs> when I was almost 40. True. I don't know if my screenplay is going to get made. Brian, do you mind if I run the the uh, just base premise of my screenplay by you to see if you think it's a good idea? Um, you know this is on the internet that goes all over the world. So if you want to keep your idea to your to your special self, so that no one goes out and wins an Oscar based on your your idea, that would be my first advice to you, as someone okay. who's been in the uh, industry. Uh, if you want to save your pitch meeting for after the call, I'd be more than happy to hear it. Okay. Does it make any difference that I came up with the idea for it on the podcast? People oh, wow. already know about this. Oh, well, then fine. Then what, what's the idea? Okay, so I have an, uh, an idea for a screenplay where uh, it's the first ever annual Butler convention. And there's a murder at the Butler convention. And this veteran detective and this police, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, Jason, help me. Veteran police what? Uh, uh, no. Uh, um, 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 Side squad? No, uh, uh, 
a, a consultant, police consultant. All right, so a veteran. Thank you. Twenty points. Uh, so a veteran detective and a rookie police consultant have to go to the annual Butler convention and find out and solve the murder, and it's called the Butler did it. But they have to find out which Butler. Nice. And it's just the silliest fucking thing you'll ever read. I already have like three pages of it, and it's it's like absolute. Garbage. It's like Glass Onion, but all butlers. <laughs> right. So, have you come up with all ridiculous butler typical names? A hundred percent, I have. Yeah. Because okay. uh, one of them should be named Jeeves, and they're like, I don't know, ask Jeeves just to get that inside 100%. old school internet joke. Hundred percent. I'm writing that down right now. And then he'll be like, I don't know. Why don't you ask Alta Vista? Yeah, Chuck in the chat room says, an AI just finished your screenplay as you were talking. Yeah, there you go. Dude, Carlos did uh, put my idea into an AI uh, screenplay writer, and it was not a bad script. It was kind of demoralizing. And this why is why, people, the writers are striking, because they're all turning to the bullshit AI writing. I wouldn't be surprised if this interview script. Now, who, who am I kidding? Obviously, this has, has no intelligence at all. Artificial or real. It, AI, you will learn nothing here. <laughs> no. We got to tell you guys about B Res Coffee Company. That's right. B Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel-flavored roast, or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. To get us back on track a little bit, Brian, uh, something that I... Uh, have learned about following you. You guys are going to be having a view askew cruise coming. That is up. right. So tell me all about the cruise. Where it's where are you where are you cruising to? Where can people get tickets? And what events are happening on this cruise? So when you say sure, cruise, sure. do you mean cruising or just uh, no 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 no? It's Unlike uh, what, you know, some people in a one boulevard town call what cruising, you get in your car, you go the two miles of Main Street and cruise right back, hoping that the girl that you wanted is coming out of the, uh, you know, the drugstore with a 12 pack of condoms for you to enjoy. No, um, this is an actual boat. Uh, the I believe it's the Norwegian cruise line is, is going to be the one supplying it. Uh, we will sail from the lovely port of Miami. Uh, to the Bahamas, it's a uh, three-day or four-day cruise. If you go to cruiseaskew.com, all the information is going to be on there. You can book your rooms. I think last we checked, this is a 2,400-room uh, ship, and uh, we have booked, I think, 70% or 75% of it is already wow. booked. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to have... Kevin will be there, his wife, Jennifer, Jason, Muse, his wife, our producer, Jordan, will be there, and I'm sure the kids will be there as well. Um, we will also have myself, Jeff Anderson. Uh, we will also have uh, Mark Bernardin. Uh, it's going to be a lot of podcasts on the show, too. 
Mm-hmm. Kevin's going to do his plus one podcast with his wife. Uh, Andy McElfresh will be there to do the edumacation show. Um, I also believe uh, Garmin will be on board so they can do Babylon. And then a bunch of the bands from the current soundtrack of Clerks 3 uh, will also be some of the entertainment. I know there's other things that they're planning too. I think there's like a karaoke thing that I might be hosting. I think there might be a bar crawl, which is weird on a ship. Um, and uh, a few others. So if you go to cruiseaskew.com, I believe the dates are February in the 20s. So hang on, let me just bring up my calendar here. Uh, it's in uh, of 2024, so you have plenty of time. Uh, the deposits will end June, this June, like 20th or something, or 18th. But if you go to cruiseaskew.com, it is the February 23rd to the 25th or 26th. Um, the, the exact dates are there. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun um, to be cruising on the high seas with, high seas with you know, uh, the, the skipper and Gilligan, as I'm calling, you know, that's what I'll be calling Kevin and Jason the entire time. Uh, I'm more of a ginger. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Jeff is Marianne. Uh, so we'll go from there. But looking forward to it. I've never been on a cruise ever. Uh, I was on a long ferry once from Ireland to England where halfway through the two and a half hour sail, uh, the English dock workers went on strike and we were in the middle of the Irish Sea for eight hours. So that was closest to a cruise I've ever been on. Wow. Just an eight hour tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to go on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise either. Yeah, no, me neither. There you go. And this is being done by the uh, Sixth Man Entertainment Group. Uh, they arrange tons of these kind of celebrity-based or entertainment-based kind of cruises, like the Broadway cruise, or they just announced the, the Impractical Jokers or uh, doing a cruise. I think they're calling it the Ship faced get ship faced with the jokers cruise Um, yeah so there's there's tons of fun like that that goes on um and uh who knows we could all get diphtheria together yeah yeah, (laughs) i'm definitely gonna check out some weird cruise buffet shrimp um so i there's gonna be stand-up on that cruise as well i i know the the two comedians that you guys are having on the cruise i'm curious on those stand-up shows are there gonna be any pop-ins from maybe our our favorite view askew personnel who are known to be stand up from time to time i don't know there there might be a a quick hot 15 sometime in during those three days uh depending on uh how the ship is you know february is a weird time to sail in the sense in the caribbean because there are chances of hurricanes Mm -hmm. um so uh, we'll see what happens i will take that as an absolute yes So, Brian, uh, is there, I know there's been talks over the last few years about uh, uh, rumors of the Clerks animated series coming back in in some form. Is there any nugget of truth that you could could let us know about that? Lay us a nugget, Um, Brian O'Halloran. No, no, absolutely. we as a collective, Kevin, Jay, Jeff, myself, and a few others, we definitely want to do it again. Um, before we actually went into production with Clerks 3, um, Kevin had his agent reach out 
to Hulu uh, because they had made a deal uh, with the guy from uh, from Rick and Morty. Um, I forget his name. Jeez, he was just in the news with the whole like allegation. Uh, Justin Roiland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Justin yeah. Roiland. So he had a big deal with them to do Solar Opposites and a, and a couple of other projects for them, and then. You know, that was going well. The couple of first seasons of Solar Opposites went really well for Hulu. Um, and then these uh, allegations had come up, which he's been acquitted of. Um, and so they didn't know what was going on. But before that had happened, uh, Kevin's agent reached out and to, to Hulu to say, hey, I see you're working with Justin Roiland. You're bringing this kind of adult, contemporary kind of uh, cartoons to the network. You guys already own through Disney, because Disney's the parent company of Hulu, you already own the Clerks animated series property in the sense of that exact style of art. Certain characters are owned by the Disney Corporation, like Mr. Plug and Leonardo, Leonardo. All the pre-production work is done. Everybody from the essential cast is ready to go. I have at least 12 more scripts, you know, eight of which he had already finished that had been sitting since 2000. When If we had been picked up then, we were ready to go for six more episodes real quick. Um, would, wouldn't you, would you consider having us? And from the overview that I got from Kevin, pretty much they got back to his agent going like, nah, we good, uh, type of thing. But that was before the whole Justin's issues with what had happened. So we don't know. And before we even made clerks three. So that being said, if he were to go back to them and go, Hey, would you reconsider, um, with the success that has happened with clerks three? Would you consider doing it again? So we, I hope he can reapproach them to that. That also being said, Kevin can do a, a Clerks animated series anytime he wants. He just can't do it in the exact style, artwork, yeah. and certain characters that the Disney version owns. But he could do Clerks animated series tomorrow and do like artwork like the guys from Rick and Morty, or artwork like you know the guy from The Critic, or the guys who did. Um, Dr. Katz, that kind of squiggly line stuff. So it's up to Kevin. Uh, we're ready to go. I think, I think personally that should be the next and only thing you see a clerk's anything should be us in animated form because this gorgeous face can't stay this way forever. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, to keep the clerk's property alive, I mean, why, it, animation would be the perfect thing to go back to because not only, A, that show was funny as hell, it deserved to to at least see the light of day. And anybody that's ever seen that show, you know how good it is. Um, yeah. and, and, it, and if you haven't, a new thing they're announcing soon, I'm going to give you a little inside information. Ooh, here we go. Uh, Kevin is going to do a screening of all six episodes of the, of the cartoon series at his movie theater in New Jersey that he recently bought with a few of his friends and a few partners. Uh, and we're going to do Q&As and commentary during these six episodes. That'll be Saturday night, July 1st. Tickets will be announced soon. It'll have myself, Jeff Anderson, Kevin Smith, Jason Muse. Earlier that day, we will be at his uh, comic book shop, Jane and Silent Bob Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey, signing copies of the Dark Horse uh, run of the Quick Stops comics which are stories based around these characters uh, in comic form. And we'll be uh, signing all the uh, issues that have been issued so far. So That's fantastic. Uh, do you have a date for that yet? 
July, July 1st, Saturday, July 1st. July 1st. Man, so the daytime will be the comic signing, and then the evening will be the screenings of all six episodes with the live commentary. And uh, there'll be photo ops and all sorts of stuff. Oh, that's so I would, I would, if I was close, I would be there. I would be there. In a I hear heartbeat. you, man. Oh, I know you would. And then, and you know, there's a lot of fans out there who live in that, that area. Uh, you get to the Atlantic Highlands uh, where it's the Smod Castle Cinemas. If you go on to social media and type those, uh, you know, Smod Castle Cinema, it'll bring you up to their pages and then it'll show you the schedule and you can get your tickets through them. Uh, Joey Image said if he was, uh, if Kevin Smith does an animated clerks on his own without Disney, can he still call it that? And from what I understand, he does own yes. clerks. Yes, exactly. Like he can, title. that's what I'm saying. He can do another clerks animated series and still call it clerks animated series. Uh, he just can't use the styles and certain characters that Disney owns. And that's the thing with like Toon Boom and stuff now. It would be, uh, and, and it's not like that cartoon was like, you know, super action or anything. I mean, that, that would be an easy, not easy, but, you know, it'd be yeah. pretty quick. It was around. one of the more expensive, it was one of the more expensive per episode animated shows at that time. We were not as simplistic as a South Park for that matter back then, you know, but now the technology has done amazing. I mean, come on. We can have AI generated art and just do it that way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be AI generating my voice, like I've been hearing. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of things on on the, like Instagram and stuff where they're, you know, showing like Joe Biden cursing people out, like stuff like that. Really <laughs> funny stuff. Um, so you never know what can happen in the next coming days, but that's something that both me and Jeff have eagerly said. Let's fill in the gaps between one and two and two and three of the clerk stuff and do this and uh the technology is cheap enough to get it done so brian you know we me and wally have for a while now had a, a sequel script ready to go for monsters anonymous um and if nobody's seen that you can go right here on this youtube channel youtube.com slash at jfunktastic i have a playlist with not only monsters anonymous but we have uh, some vignettes from the premiere and a couple of years ago, me and Brian and Wally did a commentary track for Monsters Anonymous, which is on that feed. But uh, if we were to do a Monsters Anonymous sequel, what part should we give Jacob? What part should we give Jacob? And I already have a part in mind for myself. Just okay, so you know. have a part in for yourself. Um, I think, you know, with <laughs> therapy, when anyone, there's different parts of therapy, it's not just talking out your feelings. Sometimes, uh, therapy involves some sort of physicality like a yoga or something like that. I could see uh, him being, Jacob being some sort of like yogi Zen kind of master asking us to do the most ridiculous types of like poses or breathing exercises. I think you could have a run of uh, visual comic, uh, you know, sight gags just from that alone. Well, if we're going to do a sight gag, I think Jacob, should be the blob the blob that's right i mean 100 percent, dude i gotta be the blob there you go well if we're gonna put him into the group yes he could be a new member welcome the blob right on man i wouldn't even need any makeup Ooh, wow. <laughs> just sit there naked sounds like we're getting into real therapy uh. here <laughs> 
Now, this self-loathing you have, Jacob, I know it assists you in your comedy world, but you really need to have someone talk to you. So, Jacob, what no, I'm just you, kidding. I'm extremely muscular. What yes, would you want? On. What would you want to do? Well, if you if we're gonna have you, Monsters Anonymous, too, too, what 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 do you want to do? No, I mean, I would I would love to be the Blob, or I mean, the the Zid Yogi thing sounds really fun too. Um. I don't know. I would. I would really love to be a monster, though, man. Some kind of monster, maybe yeah. a, maybe a, maybe the voice of a little bat henchman or some shit for the devil. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creature yeah, from the Black Lagoon. We need Phantom that of the Opera. There we go. Any anything where I can use my actual face. Yeah. And <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, anything. Horrifying, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because melting. it's it's just great that you've been using this, you know, filter on your camera this entire interview with this, right. this like nerd character. I love it. It's hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> what the fuck is um, and Thank I get you, it. Man. You have you have, you know, issues with your looks and stuff. But anyway, yeah, if you took the filter off, we saw you, you threw you were. That'd be great. Absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, Oh man, it's really hard to because people have been asking me even recently. I get asked all the time when we're going to do more Monsters Anonymous stuff. And the problem is, well, not number one, the, the pandemic happened and that kind of screwed everything up. And number two, you got to find money because that thing was not that thing got made in spite of itself, honestly, mm. because a lot of people worked for free on that yeah. thing. Um, and what we should have paid for that was a, was a lot more than what we did. So we we're going. Oh, I, I I wish I could relate to working on a film where you had to <laughs> pay nothing, and then for years people clamored about, "Hey, when are you doing a sequel?" Well, I, I have no idea what you're talking about when you talk about these things. Well, if people knew what I paid you to be in Monsters Anonymous, they would punch me in the face. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not the first person I've done favors for. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, wait, to be I mean, honest with you, though, know, look, a I lot of times... I got you the hotel room. I got you the hotel room. That's true. Uh, you, um, sometimes, as an actor, you'll work on a project uh, because you really want to see it done. Like, I, I, there are times where I'll get a, a role from a thing where I'm just playing a role in a, big, a bigger movie and I'm just in there and I'm out. Uh, but then there are sometimes I'll get a role and I'm like, oh, man, I really want to play with this character. And then to have the ability to... Uh, play uh, a Dracula in therapy, no less. And, you know, the dialogue was very funny. It's a very adorable yet funny story. Um, and to be able to work with, you know, Jeremy again and his brother and uh, surround with some really strong people. Um, I mean, I was very, very happily surprised of what came out of Jeremy's class and what was surrounded. And then you and Wally really wrote some really funny stuff. Um, so to go back and to visit that again, we, we were riding high after we were done. And after I finally saw the final cut of it, like, dude, this easily could be, I, this could be episodic. Like mm -hmm. you could put it on YouTube and, and do six episodes and see what happens. And, and this was around the time where, you know, critical role and the guild and all these kind of YouTube shows were, were being given offers to do stuff on other paid kind of, you know, streaming channels. Um, so, you know, you still have that ability. I mean, we are not getting younger, but we're monsters. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, you know, we're not undead, but we do age. 
Um, Cover us some makeup and we'll be all right. (laughs) Uh, Or we get one of these cat filters. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's that type of thing I think would be kind of fun. I mean, it would be funny to see what the monsters did during the pandemic, zooming their therapy at one point. And that's, that's a very simple idea, you know? I would love to see Frank with a mask on because he doesn't breathe. (laughs) <laughs> like why is he wearing a mask well how about the mummy he's nothing but a mask yeah. <laughs> see it writes itself like this is right. yeah why are we not doing this right now it's writing itself right now i mean you could shoot it over a zoom without having to fly anybody in for you know 25 dollars amazon gift card a subway sandwich and for the most part all the other cast members are not that far from that area still correct no everybody yes w- within a couple of states of one another yeah most of them are in new orleans Still, yeah. I think. All right. Well, there's a lot of work out of New Orleans. Uh, between between New Orleans and Atlanta and the Carolinas uh, and Georgia, of course, uh, is doing really, really well for people who are moving. I've had friends move out of the L.A. area to go and New York to go down and work uh, down in the Gulf Coast and uh, the Georgia area. Yeah, right. the, this is where all the work is coming to Georgia. <laughs> and that's where every that every audition I get lately is in georgia that's just where they're filming everything these days you know and with the writer strike happening now too there's no telling where work's gonna go after this is you know i mean last time it was like 120 something days the strike was uh i don't see this one going as long for some reason um but you know they've they've cut the work down for the writers that are out there uh, and then, you know, to, to have a living wage is all, all they ask for because it, it all starts with a blank page uh, and you can get as many AI, chat, GPT kind of things you want. It's not going to be as funny as a real, you know, someone had, it was great. On the, I've seen some really great signs on the picket lines and one sign was great. It was like chat GPS, uh, G, uh, GPT does not have childhood trauma. <laughs> where <laughs> some of the great greatest ideas come from is your childhood trauma so uh that being said I, I do really hope that there could be a meeting of the minds between the uh, producers and uh and this the studios rather and yeah. uh, the writer right but uh, we well, are we only have a, a yeah. couple of minutes here yeah, jason if you don't what, mind what do you, you got know, the, what do you got jacob Get, let's do these quick fire questions you got for uh for brian. well i just i just have one big question to ask mr brian o'halloran and he he may not know this but it's become sort of the pinnacle question of this podcast it's it's joined the regular oh, rota- rotation <laughs> we ask all of our big guests this and we've missed him because sorry. he missed this trend um brian, mr brian o'halloran also known as Dante from Clerks. When was the last time you shit your pants? Um, I will say, uh, it was about four months ago. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, um, and it wasn't out of fear. It was, uh, <laughs> some food, uh, some food that didn't sit well. Was it from I a gas home. station? No, it wasn't from a, you would think, right? And that was the day I swore off. No, um, it was uh, some food. I was home, so that was good. The good thing about it, I wasn't like out or on stage or at a convention. Um, but I was home, and it's the old, the old thing where you thought it was a fart, but you sharted. Um, I've been there. And so I was just like, oh, oh, and I ran into the bathroom off my rec room, and uh, literally took off the, the, the underwear, threw it in the shower in there, 
uh, and had a quick, literally had a quick shower then as well, because it was like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Um, I'm not a proud man. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it happens. You know, I don't have a gall. Thank I've, you. I haven't had a gallbladder since, uh, 2005. I had my gallbladder removed just before shooting clerks too. Uh, so anything dairy like, I mean, as long as I'm home, I can have some ice cream. I'm home. It's all good. But for some reason, something probably went wrong. And, uh, yeah, I, I it caught me by surprise, obviously. Uh, but, it, but before that, it had been uh, years, years cool. and years and years. Thank you for that. being honest and telling people that it happens sometimes. Well, it just I, happens, does. guys. I mean, just, I don't uh, look at you with as much disdain now, Jacob. Uh, you know? Thank I, you. <laughs> but the, the, this question have, has joined our rotation because there is one... Uh, we'll call it the brown period of my life where I, I shit my pants three Tuesdays in a row. With no explanation. Well, wait, wait. wait. See, there is not, an explanation. It's not Hold normal, on. is it? There's two words. <laughs> just from that bare minimum information, even an AI fucking script generator <laughs> would figure this out. You were doing Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> Believe it or not, it, so it happened three Tuesdays in a row, but it happened once at work at my day job as I was coming in and I had to go throw my underwear in the dumpster. One, five minutes before I got on stage to host an open mic. Oh, wow. So five minutes before I'm on stage, I poop my pants standing at the bar talking to my friends. I say, I just shit my pants. Walk to the bathroom, deal with it, go on stage, and then riff on shitting my pants for 10 minutes. And the third time I was just at home hanging out. Oh, no, I actually, I shit the bed. I shit the bed in bed with my fiance. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you mean, you, you mean to say your ex-fiance <laughs> i wish if that's not getting rid of her nothing will wow she stuck around for you after you shitting the bed not only did she stick around she helped me dig the shit out of the egg crate oh my dude, god dude i did not know this like, this is dig the it mo- out you just didn't throw the whole fucking egg crate thing out we like just be scooped it out like with a spoon. The we, part that was that shit. We just on lost every way. listener we've ever had. Why would you say that? <laughs> this is why Jason doesn't let me ask questions. Wow, just one thing I definitely have made a total decision of myself is never shaking your hand ever. <laughs> you probably shouldn't, dude. We should definitely yeah. just elbow bump. No, don't. Uh, if for we, all if time. We, and if if I've ever find myself where you're introducing me on an open mic. I will ask for a new fucking microphone. Uh, and they ask in the chat room, egg crate question mark. Yeah, the egg crate that, um, that, what is that cushion thing you put on your, yeah, on memory, your the memory, you know, the memory foam stuff. In yeah. the beginning, they weren't memory foam. They literally just foam in that kind of egg cratey kind of fingers. <laughs> Welcome that was to, the first rendition of those. Welcome to Vomit Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys decide to be regular listeners of the Open Micers podcast, this is the fine content we bring to you people. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm, I did not. No. I hate it. it Every single week he brings it up. He I might hate have... it. Look, if it makes you feel any better, we asked Jonathan Mangum the same question, and he gave us an excellent story and then countered with a story about him pissing his pants. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, so you tell us the story about shitting the bed and now, uh, with this interview, you've shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Brian, 
Brian, I hate that's where we got to end it at. <laughs> no, sometimes shit happens. So what is going on with, in Brian O'Halloran world? What, what projects do you have coming up soon? Um, there's a, a couple of conventions. If you go to my, uh, any of my, uh, Instagram or, or any of my social media sites, uh, you'll be able to find me. Uh, you can go to, uh, I'll just put it across my face here. Here we go. You can go to those addresses, uh, Brian C. O'Halloran at Twitter or at Brian C. O'Halloran on Instagram and the Brian C. O'Halloran on Facebook. There is a link to my link tree. So just uh, go to these addresses here and you'll be able to follow what's going on. I'm sure these guys will add these addresses to the, uh, to the info below in the comments and whatnot. Uh, but that's the, that's the best way to find out what's going on with me. Um, I'm going to be in, uh, I'll be in um, Sacramento, California in June. Uh, I'll also be in uh, a couple of other cities, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota in November. I'll also be in um, a few other cities. So check that out. Uh, I will be uh, doing uh, some stand-up at an event in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Check out the uh, the information on my uh, link tree for more of that. It'll be at the Asbury Park Beer Garden uh, so it's perfect drinks and some jokes. Uh, I'll be emceeing an event there uh, with my good friend, uh, Chris Covert uh, from Covert Comedy. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, a few more gigs. So that's the best way to keep up to what's going on. Awesome. What about you, Jacob? You got you got a gig coming up this week. Uh, I That gig has already passed, Jason Robbins, and you oh, would know that if you kept it. up with dates. Well, I'm so bad with dates. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but what I will say is that just thank you so much to uh, to Brian. Man, you were the first big guest we've ever had on this podcast. You're a genuine comedy icon. You're a genuinely good person. I've loved every interaction I've ever had with you. And still to this day, you're the reason that we get a lot of really cool people on this podcast because i shamelessly mentioned you in the emails hey we've had on brian o'halloran on our podcast and then they're right on, man. Right more on. than happy to do it uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast man we really appreciate it jay jacob anytime you know that uh hopefully we get to see each other in person real soon mm-hmm. uh, i'll be down in shrevesport actually is another one of my gigs uh so if you want to come up to shrevesport by all, all means right. we'll that that, yeah yes uh geeked con i believe it is up in shrevesport so we'll see you guys then. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, if you actually, I want to tell everybody this Saturday is Red Radio After Dark um, at the Tracks in Long Beach. Go to Red Radio After Dark on Facebook and that will um, click the eventbrite.com to get your tickets. It is a uh, it's an old school kind of uh, variety show. It's got comedy, music and burlesque. So go check it out. Red Radio After Dark. And Brian, again. Thank you for coming on the show again. I promise it won't be another three years before we have you on again. And I, I'm, I promise I wasn't avoiding you at Pensacon. It just didn't work out that I could see you. And Clerks 3 uh. is the culmination of your acting career. And it was one of the best performance was, performances I've ever seen you give in your entire career. And if I just, if there was a God, he would get, he would personally hand you an Oscar or she would personally hand you the Oscar for that performance. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. 
But um, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. If you would like to email us, email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We're openmikers.com, or you can go to our link tree, link tree slash openmikerspodcast, and that takes you to everywhere you need to go. And you can join our Patreon. Keep us going. Patreon.com slash podcast. And thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. I'm not even supposed to be here this episode. <laughs>